Hello, everyone. Welcome to Walking with the Dead, an unofficial podcast about AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Stephen Bueno. Cristian Cabrera. Cornel Montgomery. If you're new to Walking with the Dead, what we do is we talk about every week's current episode of The Walking Dead. So this week, we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 15, East. Uh, I got to admit, not a lot happened. And let's face it, we're a little disappointed with the ending. But prior to getting there, uh, we see what happens with Carol right after she leaves Alexandria. And I don't know, man. I I, I want to say that I'm, I'm rooting for Carol. But this whole new Carol, post-badass Carol, not really doing it for me. No, no backtracking is... Uh is a good thing because I mean seriously even with her well one thing I did like in that whole part when she had when she's having that standoff is that she doesn't want to do it but she still ends up doing it in the best way she could and it was gnarly and gruesome but I didn't like that I don't have it I don't want to have to do it don't, don't let me do it please not again not again and then she she does it as gruesome as she normally would and that's the thing like one thing I liked most about the Carol um, character was the fact that she went from where she was at the beginning of the series and that sort of like beaten housewife to um, to the badass that we saw her when so the wolves invaded. Yeah, essentially she was a mercenary. She was the most badass of all of them, really. She was able to you know save the whole group single-handedly. And now you sort of see this character where it's like, okay, I'm full of remorse for the things that I've done. But even though it adds another dimension to the character, for me it just it does feel like backpedaling. And it sort of feels like they're trying to add, you know, they're trying to add levels to the character that doesn't necessarily need it. It was great because she, she already had depth and she already had history. So it was great seeing where she was. Now you're, you're just kind of going back. Yeah, it's like, kind of like if they were to make Morgan like a hardcore killer now. Yeah, like, like if out of nowhere. No sense. Just, uh, so that, that's one of the things, seeing Carol do that. But at the same time, she's still a badass, you know. And Rick kind of touches on that throughout the episode where he talks, where he talks about she might not have wanted to do it. But she will do what needs to be done. And it's one of those things that she's remorseful over the things she does. But she's very aware that she has to keep doing things. Yeah, it, it seems that from the qualities that she's always had there, they always saw it as an asset to always have there. That's why they went after her. And is is essentially what Rick also told Morgan. It's She's family. Like, she is, we've been through so much together, so I need her here. But then that's when he started backtracking. Uh, Morgan started telling him about the prison. And how he oh, was it burned? Uh, was it uh, was his face? His sister and well, who else got burned? It was um, Tyrese's, Tyrese's sister. girlfriend and oh, that's right. And like uh, another guy. Yeah, just because it was, it was because there was a sickness spreading throughout the actual prison. You know what's funny though is that there's there's a definitely a, a shift in mentality, especially with with Rick, because in that scene, that's where um, that's where he tells Morgan like, I wouldn't have sent Carol away. I would have, you know essentially rewarded her or essentially told her that she was right in doing what she had what she did well that's like that's a shift in mentality from no no no, we need to live a certain way and we need to maintain a certain level of humanity and be safe because remember at one point rick was like no more blood being spilled yeah at that point and and now he's much more of uh hey whatever needs to get done in order to protect what we have well, just remember what he said in in the bed with michonne he was like well when the battle comes to us We'll make well, no. He's telling you that we're gonna rule the world. We'll take the we, world. We'll take the world. Like we know how to do it, basically. So Rick is a whole different person, and, and he needs those same people that have that mentality like him. I mean, Carol, Michonne. Actually, they're more like the henchman, the right hand man. They don't yeah. necessarily think fully like him, but they're like, well, he's right. It's so, his muscle, essentially. Those well, yeah. And Carol he that. is his muscle. Carol's muscle. Carol and Michonne. He has two strong women uh, behind him, mm-hmm. and he's boinking one of them. 
Definitely is. We saw it at the beginning of the, of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but no, one of, one of the things that that really struck me with the, the whole episode was how much foreshadowing there was to an imminent danger in uh, at the end, like in uh, Alexandria. Because at the end of the last episode, that's one thing Carol talks about and touches on. It's like, well, we're building something and we're creating something that's very very appealing to someone else. And even the uh, the saviors mentioned, okay, you're riding one of the cars. That has spikes sticking out of it, and we've been looking at it. We know yeah, that you so have that it. means that they've already been scoping out the area. Mm-hmm. So they were right; there is an imminent attack. But if you think about it as well, they already knew this area was there, and they're already hostile as it was. Why didn't they actually take over? Because they know it's heavily guarded. They know they know that it's not another uh, the hilltop. Hills, hilltop. Like they yeah. they don't just have spears. These people have automatic weapons, and they're ready to attack. And they attacked them already, like. Twice, basically, and got away with it. So they know they know that these guys are forced to be reckoned with. And it also shows that the some of the weapons that they were also carrying was made from Hilltop as well. That's how Rick kept pointing out every time. Well, yeah, because the Saviors had um, or the Hilltop had to give stuff over to the Saviors. Yeah. Do you think the Saviors would have attacked them? You know, because you mentioned how they probably noticed that it was a uh, that they were forced to be reckoned with. Do you think the Saviors would have the Saviors would have ever attacked them just individually? I think the Saviors would have attacked Alexandria. Like, if Rick's group never showed up there, they would have already attacked him because yeah. they knew there, there would be no threat. But right now, they're they're, ha- they're having a... I don't know. They're having to figure out how to do it properly. And right now, they've figured out that they can not pick them apart. This, the situation allows for it, but they've picked out the group. So now, in, inside the town, you have, what, regular people that don't know how to fight and a pregnant lady and, and some kids. I thought as that when they went to the actual compound, when they took out the majority of the saviors there... I think they were probably already ready to, to have an imminent attack. But, of course, turn to justice, everyone else just got attacked and y'all got killed. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was kind of getting at is that, you know, there's that, that scene where um, Morgan is telling Rick what happened with the wolf. And he's telling him, like, okay, well, Denise was captured by him, and but he ended up saving his life. And he tells him the story of how everything fell into place. Well, at the same time, I keep thinking, like, well... Everything kind of fell into place for the saviors to attack you. You sort of put yourself in a situation where they would want to retaliate. But had you never, had you never gone out of your way to essentially kill all of them or kill a good chunk of them, there probably would have never been a reason for them to come back and try to kill you. I saw that as actually one of the main highlights to this episode, which is didn't really have a whole lot of it. Because if it wasn't for that series of events, it probably would have been a couple things different, but not a big game-changing difference. Because they're, even though they were still being swarmed by all those walkers the entire time, there was still a chance that they were going to defeat them anyways, like, honestly. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Now, uh, we do have this story between um, – it's Michonne, Glenn, and this is kind of like the way that they get the characters out of Alexandria because I think we're all kind of expecting the group to split up a bit and for them to be captured. And I think we've been expecting this the whole season. So this is just sort of the setup for that, and it's essentially Daryl not being able to live with the fact uh, that these people have that are, these people are still out there, and they're the ones that killed Denise. But also, I think Daryl Daryl's one of those characters that internalizes guilt a lot, so he doesn't outwardly say that he feels guilty about it. He just he just sees someone that um that he has to eliminate. Well, think about the um, kind of what Morgan said, how he saved the um, wolf, and then the wolf ended up in turn saving. Or helping someone else out and saving um, Carl. Think of it like Daryl let these guys go, 
and then now they're capturing them again. Like it works both ways from what Morgan was saying. So I think yeah, Morgan was, what Morgan said was flawed. And um, right now, apparently, um, in the comic, I didn't read this far, but I was told yesterday that Eugene was actually the one that was supposed to die with the arrow. It was Abraham. It was Abraham. Abraham. Okay, Abraham was supposed to die with the Damn, arrow. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a good scene. Um, and they kind of switched that off and killed another character but now they're splitting people up because the thing that needs to be done in the next two episodes has it's got to happen in some sort of way so negan's gonna you know finally appear you know, bat in hand and do what he did as soon as he first appeared which so makes they're, they're, they're starting up they started or setting it up they started last week which makes sense because if they kill off the main doctor and they don't have a doctor in alexandria so they have to do an interaction with hilltop because yeah. they actually have a doctor there that's actually I didn't even think about yeah, that. that was, yeah. It was uh, uh, a lady doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you didn't mention at the beginning of the episode, Carl, there's a bit of foreshadowing to Negan. Oh, and that the Carl has a handgun. The handgun showed a, a bat and I'm assuming barbed wire around it because it did have some sort of like whipping or some etching around it. And uh, I'm assuming that came from one of the, the other people or maybe it was already in like the um, Alexandria when they got there. But it's definitely a sign that that was Negan's or someone who followed him. You know, this and everything with Negan would be so much better if it wasn't for, like, the Internet and the fact that you already knew about it. Because think of how much foreshadowing there is and think of, like, how much they're building. And and if you didn't know and all of a sudden this character appeared, you'd be able to go back and trace all these, like, little... um little tidbits that the writers have been leaving in there, you know, the thing with the gun, the pictures that Glenn saw when they went to the to the compound, like all these little things that they've been slowly putting in there. And, you know, because of the internet, because like this has original source material that we can go and check out, you kind of, you don't get to enjoy it as much. And they also show who was casted as Negan. Yeah. You, was you, like- they show that or... You know, it'd be really great to be able to see this from the standpoint of, like, someone that doesn't know anything at all, that comes into it fresh, and, you know, all you see is these people that are talking about, I'm Negan, you're Negan, this person's Negan, and you're like, oh, Negan's an idea, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden this this actual character comes out that's an embodiment of that idea. That, that to me, would be really cool. Unfortunately, we do live at a time where, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, then this is this character, and you can watch videos on explaining what this person does and this and this. Yeah, that was essentially what I was actually going to say there because they made it seem that Negan was just an idea or an actual cult at first. But then that's once they started throwing a bunch of small little things in there that starts referencing that, that actually changed the actual perspective of what people are going to start seeing now because it's not just a cult now. It, there actually is an embodiment, a, a person that's actually going to be Negan. Well, you know, to me, Negan has been that outlaw mentality of like, we will do whatever whatever needs to be done uh at whatever given time, and we will do it to whoever we need to do it to. And to find a character that's that's that that's the essence of that, it's like the ultimate outlaw. Think about it this way. Imagine if they actually didn't do that, where they actually didn't cast it, and you just only saw those small tidbits. Would you still have expected a, one person to be a Negan, though? No. Um, you probably wouldn't have noticed that there was a Negan. Like, you would have seen these things in... Like hinted here and there, but unless you dug in there and looked at those Easter eggs and watched all these YouTube videos, like, is this what it is? And like some sort of lost situation, you would have never guessed that Negan was a person. You know, it would be really cool. I've always talked about like the the extra level of interaction that you have with anything you like. And, you know, I've always talked about that's what I liked about Game of Thrones and that you can go and read the books. And even if you just kind of read the books that like the first book and it's so close closely tied to the first season there's still an extra level of interaction that helps you 
get closer to what you're watching. So to me, if me, if you had to have the comic and if you went back and looked at these Easter eggs, this is sort of like extra level of interaction that would have made you like the show that much more. Uh, I, I would have loved to see that. Um, I would have loved to come into it just you know blindly and then to be surprised when all these things happen and then you know to see to go back and see like oh dude the, the series has been telling me what's going to happen to who for quite a while yeah it's I also like that yeah it's also the reduction of characters too because there are killing people off left and right which it makes sense every single time when people get split off into groups because there's always going to be either one person or maybe that entire group that just, one of those groups actually just isn't dying you know what is, I don't like when they do split off into groups like that I feel like they have a, an excuse to concentrate on one full episode on these three people or these two people. And those are usually the uh, very uninteresting ones. Which is usually, which is the last three episodes, essentially. I mean, the Carol one with uh, with Maggie wasn't too bad. But, I mean, in a whole, most of the times when it focuses on one or two characters, it's not that great. I actually don't mind it when it focuses on Carol. I did mind it when it focused on Morgan because I wasn't particularly interested in, in that character. Back to the Cheesemaker, man. We talked a lot of crap about that one. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm, I am very much interested in Carol and kind of why she does the things she does because, as I mentioned before, she in the series I've seen her have, to me, she's had the biggest shift in character from where she started to where she is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really interesting to see, especially in this episode, see her... You know, to in essence, be bored of what's going on in Alexandria, because that whole scene where she's she's just her mind's preoccupied, and when um, Tobin is talking to her, and she's you could hear she's like you could see she's not paying attention, and it's like well your mind is preoccupied with something, and you're just going. You know, I'm I'm realizing this as I speak. Is there's that scene with um, Abraham, where he talks about um, going out to the he talks to Rick about going out into the wild again with someone that you care about and if that scares them well you know what's interesting is that Carol doesn't really have anyone or Carol's going out into the wild because she has people she cares about while Rick is staying within um, you know within the gated community because of people he cares about so it's funny to see how they both approach the same subject yeah one's a dare, uh, daredevil and a thrill seeker and the other one just has a family needs to take care of <laughs> she uh, you know I, I always I kind of wondered like what her ultimate goal was because at the end of the episode you kind of um you do see her well you just kind of see her off in the distance and she just disappears and you don't really know where she's going so I'd, I'd like to know what her I like uh, what her plan is essentially and you know she's already saved the group before do you think she'll come in and save Daryl and them no no not at all no no it's also what Morgan also said too, because the compound was was it it was east, and they were heading west the whole entire time. So if she was gonna go somewhere, it was gonna be in the opposite direction regardless. What I feel like is gonna happen is that um the captured well they all got captured now. So Daryl and Michonne, Glenn and Rose, Rosita oh. are gonna get taken back to Alexandria with Negan, and that's gonna be his formal introduction. So the next week's episode probably isn't going to focus on them at all. And then the last episode, will have them in there. And um, Next week's episode is the last one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's oh. the last one. Wow, I thought there was two weeks. Nope. Okay, so next episode, they're going to do the formal introduction of Negan, of course. So they're going to take him back to Alexandria. And as soon as they come in, he's going to show who who's the alpha male and you know take him out. Sort of like the governor when he did uh, with the prison? Yeah. Mm. Where he kills... Um, 
Herschel. 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 I was like, it's been a while since the character's been around, so I was trying to remember his name. Tyrese yeah. in the comics. But yes. Yeah, I was going to say Tyrese because that's exactly what happens in the comics. But I'm like, no, that's not how it happened in the show. Yeah, definitely. I feel like he's going to just do almost exactly what he did in the comic is just take him in there and show him what's up. Uh, and Issue 100. Issue 100, I guess. Which is a great title as well. It has on there as well. But anyways, we're we're pretty much get to the spur of the moment of what was pretty much the most anticlimactic, probably not <laughs> the best way to end an episode. Yeah, crappy CG blood or like just, just the crappy blood that just came out of the it, end and it, then just it, like it honestly felt like a B movie, like horror movie when they did the blood. Oh no, the blood B got movie. on the lens. Yeah, bleed, blood on the lens transition over. And like, oh, if you like okay. to see it, we can Walking Dead. Make sure you check out. No, yeah, I, it, it. Don't get me wrong. I, I get that it's supposed to be a scene where you're, you're supposed to be left wondering, like, oh my oh, god, no. who got shoot? injured? Uh, yeah. Did they just shoot Daryl? Yeah. Uh, and let's face it, no one's really assuming that that's the case. And it just seemed like a very tacky way to, of ending a, what could have been a decent episode. Okay, so formal predictions. Three of us gonna watch the episode next week. Mm-hmm. We're actually gonna record us watching this episode. Who do you think will die out of these three characters? Well, Carol, Glenn, Glenn, or um, or uh, Daryl, Glenn, Glenn, or multiples. You know what? You know, and also because of what happened with um, Maggie, it sort of seems like Maggie's gonna lose the baby at the same time she loses her husband. So that's gonna create mm. a shift in that character and advance her story in one way or another. I well, never when she tries to finally commit suicide, like she did in the comic. 50 episodes ago maybe yeah and that's that's to me that's what that feels like and even even cutting her hair to resemble Carol to an extent I feel like she's gonna have some sort of crisis the same way Carol did and that's what's gonna be her story next season no more Glenn yeah I can I can probably see Glenn dying and maybe Morgan as well because he, he Morgan, remember he also did go Morgan's out by dead. himself yeah Morgan's and, dead around the yeah scene. he was already dead in the comics so this is probably the chance where he's probably gonna die as well they did give like a kind of like a farewell thing, yeah. For Morgan, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he came clean had. with everything that he'd done. Mm-hmm. He he pretty much tried teaching Rick the lesson, the the very crucial lesson that he learned. He built the prison already. It's sort of like anything that Morgan has that you need Morgan for. He's already done. Yeah. So the best really... he can do is reiterate the same thing: we don't need to kill. Please don't kill. Mm-hmm. And that's all he's been saying. So he's done. Like they don't need him anymore. I did like that little thing, the little farewell that Rick told him. He's like, you know, Michonne took the protein bar. It's like, yeah, I know. And then the smile, and then he just walks away. Being in the background. Hello, oh, darkness, smile. smile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does honestly feel like this could be Morgan's swan song, to be honest with you. So he will, uh, that, that's one of my predictions, too. He will most likely die in the next episode. It's, yeah, him and Glenn. That's probably going to be the, the most out of prediction. Yeah, I'm with you, him and Glenn. I totally forgot about Morgan. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Walking with the Dead. If you want to find out more of our podcast, you can head on over to filmbook.com. That's film-book.com. And either search for Stephen Bueno or Walking with the Dead. And if you want to check out some of the stuff we do outside of these podcasts, you can go ahead and find us at youtube.com slash League of Gents. That's L-E-A-G-U-E. O-F-G-E-N-T-S or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash League of Ordinary Gents that's G-E-N-T-S 
If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast services, go ahead and rate and review this episode. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up video and leave a comment in the comment section. We definitely want to hear from you guys.